Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, beautiful and perfect soul. Welcome to another transmission of the podcast. We have the incredible Caitlin Thompson on, and we explore for the first time, because I've been very curious about this, the Cambo Frog Medicine, other psychedelic medicines, and uh, neuroscience, and a bunch of other stuff. So it's a really fascinating episode. I know you're going to love it. So we talk about uh, why you need a multi-pronged approach to healing. Um, why diet is crucial to the to healing anything exploring the gut biome which keeps coming up over and over in different uh podcasts which uh i'm super stoked to do uh like another cleanse um the fastest track to seeing what foods may be causing inflammation foggy mind uh lethargy or worse what is cambo what does cambo do the science behind how cambo works using psychedelics to heal uh the benefits of microdosing uh, what you need to know about exploring psychedelics and why they're not for everyone. You don't need to do that. It's just a way if you want to do it. Um, some people say you shouldn't do it. Um, so, you know, make up your own mind as always. Do your own research. What does your own gut say? Because, uh, you know, who knows? Nobody knows. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> you're going to love this episode. Um, I'm currently launching and uh, speaking to you from Maine with David Lonebear Senapass, who is going to be coming up next episode and... I've been, uh, you know, slowing down in the podcast because I've been a deep dive and learning and getting my mind absolutely annihilated um, with a native elder. And uh, it's been really amazing. And he's kind of shattered a bunch of my beliefs and stories and all kinds of stuff. So it's been fun and it's been humbling and it's been hard and my foot hurts because he's showing me like these ancient weapons. So all kinds of wild stuff is going on. Um, if you want to support the podcast, please leave a review. That's the easiest and best way to do it. I got one from Nick Abarca. My homie, who I love, but I thought he left me a review a long time ago, you son of a gun, but he did now. So thank you, brother. Um, it just says, a wealth of valuable knowledge. I am always looking for places where I can get refined knowledge without having to comb the internet for hours looking for what I should know. He covers a wide range of topics that are super important to everyone's personal development. I would highly recommend listening to this podcast. Thank you, my brother. It's so nice to uh, see your name up there, man. I love you and I appreciate you. And thank you for taking a moment to uh, to share that. Um, I want to thank everybody who's been supporting me on Patreon. Uh, that's really cool. Something that I didn't... Um, expect and uh in talking to david lonebear he's a mathematician so he shared that if one percent of my audience uh gives me a dollar then i'll have sandwich money so if you find value from the show and it's touched your life you can share an episode you could leave a review and if you want to give me a buck that would be great it'd be like 12 bucks a year um and i will keep doing the podcast i'm going to do them either way and uh i would love to eat sandwiches along the way too so would love and appreciate you if you feel called and you want to do that just go to patreon.com forward slash matt belair and other stuff's coming out too uh 
lots and lots and lots of other stuff. I want to thank my new sponsor, Purium. They are the business. Uh, They're non-GMO, 100% superfood, like to the max. Um, There's a lot of people that I trust in food, and they all use their product. And you can get a $50 gift card if you just use Activate Health, and they have an amazing gut biome product, so that really helps with uh, clearing out the gut, and it's $50. So you can have that for yourself. You could gift it to somebody else, um, and you wouldn't even pay anything. So just go to bit.ly forward slash activate health and you know get something for free or get a you know a bigger cleanse product or a protein or whatever um but uh you know put superfoods in your body uh health is the fastest way to uh, and, and and cleaning your gut for me is one of the fastest ways if not the fastest way to clearing the mind to getting centered to spiritual level of consciousness a higher vibration all that kind of stuff because you're you're taking out all that uh gunk that's in there and this is something i know i need to do because i haven't done it for a bit. So, uh, and I know the difference. Um, and they have incredible products for everything for cleansing, energy, health, immune system, sports, protein, you know, it's, it's the highest level stuff. So you can check that out if you want. And mattbelair.com forward slash store has all my friends and things like that on there with, with like things like the arc crystal, um, uh, Procabulary course and more stuff is coming out just stuff that i've gone through and enjoy and so explore the store um secret energies on there seven bomar who's uh somebody i really want to get on the podcast um yeah so there's all that if you want some coaching mapbelair.com slash coaching and um i'm coming up with new ways to support you guys and looking at new systems stuff's coming out but if you want some one-on-one time i will be doing that for a little bit and just continuously adapting and also um for people who want to see me speak that's been coming out um you just need a small group so i can do groups um i can do day seminars i can do i never really considered this because i'm always traveling and skateboarding and learning myself but it's been requested of me so put a little group together if you you know want a conference call whatever we'll we'll sort it out so if you want some one-on-one time just say hey we want some one-on-one time we'll we'll figure it out man i'm of i'm of service to you guys i love you guys you're amazing be the light in your community and you're incredible and perfect as you are remember that always but if you want to chat with me as a part of that just uh you know let me know mattbelair.com slash coaching what else i think that's it so let's get into the meditation oh and just do the social media stuff shares and all that kind of stuff is great so if you want to support share be an evangelist um, share your favorite episodes i don't know um or do nothing doesn't matter i'm gonna love you anyways so let us get into the meditation and uh so you are a infinitely powerful being so what i invite you to do is just stop whatever you're doing. And even if you're walking down the street or driving, you can do this with your eyes open through the power of your own consciousness and just decide and intend to come into a state of powerful peace and presence. So as you take in a deep breath in through your nose, imagining life force energy coming in, the thing that breathes all life coming in and filling every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being. As you imagine this light come down from the universe and pouring through every cell and every muscle and light coming up from the earth supporting you giving you powerful healing and grounding energy mixing in the center of your heart as you begin to relax deeper and deeper and come to a powerful state of presence connecting to your i am presence you as creator as we all are and as you breathe out just letting out all the fears all the doubts all the limitations all the social programs all the things that do not serve you all the untruths all the half truths just letting all that go now taking in a deep breath in through your nose and remembering and double down the feeling that you are the creator that you are powerful that you are all knowing and you have access to the entire universe within you and just to simply sit in this knowing 
to trust yourself completely as creator connected to all things and all life just holding this energy as you see this light platinum diamond crystalline light connecting supporting you the earth energy supporting you pulsing through every cell and every muscle seeing yourself as a powerful being of light and now taking in another deep breath in through your nose connecting to the energy of love and gratitude being grateful for your eyes be grateful for your family for all the great things that have ever happened to you and setting the intention to be kind to others and sending out this energy of love and support and empowerment to everyone you've ever met, to your past self, to your enemies, to the people who challenge you, to your people at work, to people who are driving past you on the bus, to all beings on the planet, sending them love, sending them kindness, support, compassion, and the inner knowing that they are creator as well, that they are connected to life and all things, and through collaboration, anything is possible. And see this energy being sent back to you like a tidal wave magnified a million fold, a billion fold, a trillion fold. And let this energy of life, support, love, power, connection, collaboration, family just permeate through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being with the deep knowingness that you are enough, that you are creator, that you are all powerful, that you are perfect, that there's nothing that you have done that cannot be forgiven within yourself as a learning powerful being on this planet. And sit with this energy of love and knowing. And there you go. I think that we're ready to get into this incredible episode with Caitlin Thompson. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. After healing her own chronic condition, she founded her nutritional supplement company, EntheoZen, in 2014. She has a background in neuroscience and uses EntheoZen as a platform to spread information about modalities and tools to empower others to heal and achieve optimal mental wellness. She works in the psychedelic field, advocating for psychedelic research and education around their implications in mental wellness and autoimmune conditions. She is also an IAKP certified Cambo frog medicine practitioner based in San Diego, California, and specializes in using Cambo to help those with complex chronic illnesses. Welcome to the show, Caitlin Thompson. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you're finally on. We got to explore massive technical difficulties to make it happen. Um, but after all that, we're here. Yeah, nothing worth having um, ever came easy. <laughs> Apparently not, yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we touched base on Facebook. And, um, you know, when I started to look at what you're doing, um, the research you're doing, um, the, even just Cambo in general, that's been popping up a lot for me. And I don't have a lot of information on that. Um, mm-hmm. You have a fascinating background. Do you want to share like a little bit about who you are, some of the stuff you've done and how you got to where you are today? And then we'll explore, um, yeah, some of the things that you're up to. Sure. Um, I'll try to um, condense and summarize. Um, so, yeah, my, my background's in neurobiology, which has been a pretty fundamental part of my development with my company and as a practitioner and just kind of all the things that I'm creating right now in the world. And um, I was going to school for neurobiology kind of simultaneously as I was beginning my own health journey. And part of it was my physical um, health. I 
well, unbeknownst to me at the time, I had chronic Lyme disease and some gut and central nervous system infections, you know, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, candida overgrowth. Like basically my microbiome, my gut microbiome was quite screwed up and my nervous system was um, pretty desynchronized and spun out. And I also lived in a moldy house for almost five years and um, got very sick from that. And my dog did as well. And so I had all these kind of complex chronic health uh, symptoms from various sources. And when I look back, I actually had had them my whole life. I just didn't realize. And then at the same time, I'm going to school for neurobiology, psychedelics had come into my life. And so now, um, after going through all this exploration and self-discovery with psychedelics and science and nutrition and healing modalities, I'm, I'm on the other side of it. And I'm basically trying to find a way to integrate my passions, which are uh, psychedelics nutrition and, and mental wellness and holistic health. And so I created Entheozen, as you talked about, uh, which we create supplements for um, brain and mood health. So specifically for um, like depression and anxiety symptoms. And uh, we also use the, the company as a platform to create informational media content to educate people. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people with psychiatric conditions or depression or anxiety or, you know, a whole host of autoimmune and chronic health problems like chronic fatigue or Lyme disease or um, Crohn's disease, all sorts of, you know, gut inflammatory uh, syndromes. Um, a lot of them are kind of being failed by Western medicine, which is unfortunate. And so I just do my best to put the information out there that I had to discover by sitting down and reading scientific literature for years on end, obsessively trying to cure myself because no doctor um, really gave me the time of day to even fully investigate what was going on with me. And so uh, not everyone has a biology background. And so I just really want to take the information that was crucial for me to heal myself and digest it and regurgitate it in a way that is understands, understandable and translatable to other people that maybe um, don't have the same support or the same background in order to educate and figure out how to heal themselves. Amazing. Fascinating. Um, I, you know, it's interesting because I don't know where to begin because you've kind of explored a lot. So for you, I guess uh, where I'd start is what are some of the things that you learned about your own healing process? Like what did you find out and then what did you start implementing as part, part of the healing process? And like maybe it was diet, supplements, things like that, um, that allowed you to kind of get to the other side. So what, what are some of the things that you've discovered? Yeah. Um, so First, one of the things I discovered is that no one modality or tool is going to be enough. Like by the time the body is dysfunctional and showing symptoms, you really have to hit it from multiple angles. So I'm a strong advocate of a multifaceted, holistic approach to healing somebody. So that means not just one thing. Um, diet is absolutely crucial for any health condition. You know, um, if you think about it, our gut is actually our main interface 
uh, with the exception of our skin, I guess. It's our, mo our main interface with the outside world. It's where we put food in, and um, that's kind of risky if you think about it from like um, a biological perspective. You're, you're putting in food covered in bacteria and organisms and um, all sorts of phytochemicals and God knows what. And so diet is crucial uh, to healing anything. And one of the main things that became pretty apparent to me was that a lot of people's psychiatric conditions, especially like their depression and their anxiety, was actually a result of inflammation, most commonly driven or at least uh, contributed to um, from gut dysbiosis. So I don't know how much you know about the microbiome research that's, that's kind of emerging a little bit. Okay, so um, as a lot of you probably know, in our guts we have a bunch of microorganisms. We have bacteria, we have fungi, we have um, viruses, even parasites can be part of a normal flora. And so it's like this ecosystem. And just like the jungle or um, any other natural environment, there is a delicate balance to the ecosystem. And if you have a population or several populations of organisms that start to overgrow and dominate, then they create what's called dysbiosis or basically imbalance in a complex ecosystem. And that causes the human body a bunch of problems because the microbiome plays all these fundamental roles in immune response and digestion and inflammation and also in the extraction of nutrients and the processing of nutrients and the creation of vitamin as byproducts or neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine. Actually, a lot of them are created in your gut. And so the gut is really a very primary place to target when you're dealing with any sort of illness, but especially psychiatric illness. And I think a lot of people are under the impression that they're inherently broken because they have a chemical imbalance and it's never going to get cured or it's genetic. And so they go, okay, I guess I just need to be on medications my whole life. That's actually not true. Um, first of all, chemical imbalance, it's, I will say that that probably is part of the equation, but you have to look at why you're chemically imbalanced. And usually it's some sort of chronic inflammation going on. And having an imbalanced microbiome gut ecology can be a part of that. Chronic stressor can be a part of that. It could be an emotional stressor or it could be an actual like infection. Um, you know, we have bacteria and stuff all over the place and they live inside us and on top of us. And sometimes our body's just losing the fight a little bit. And also that um, nutritional components like B vitamins or uh, minerals like magnesium and zinc, they actually play very fundamental biochemical roles in facilitating specific pathways in the body, biochemical pathways, to create new neurotransmitters or to repair brain cell tissue or to prompt the growth of new neurons or new neural structures such as dendrites or synaptic spines. And a lot of people think that they're broken and that they have to use drugs for the rest of their life when oftentimes they just need to get the inflammation down that's damaging the brain tissue and to resource their body with 
the components it needs to actually run these pathways fully without running out of nutrients halfway. That's all great. This is awesome because, uh, you know, I need to get some more guests on that are really specialists in food. And um, the only thing that I'm aware of really is uh, the yogi saying that the gut could be like the first brain or the second brain or whatever. And it's really important that we understand that. And I have direct experience through fasting and doing really clean diets and how it actually changed the way I thought, the way I was able to concentrate um, and basically my overall energy. So I'm aware of it. but my education is so minimal. So I'm happy that you're here to kind of explain a little bit deeper. So, okay, so if we're sitting there and we're just living in the world and uh, we want to start to apply some of this, like do you have like some foods and they could even be really obvious, like some foods or diets like to avoid, like just get rid of these. Um, And these are some things you can add and do to explore healing the gut, having everything you know, work like as a, as a starter cater, a few ideas. I don't think there's a one type fix all, but like, what do I do? Like, what could I do? Sure. So first I want to say that, um, it's everybody's needs are going to be different. So for example, um, some foods that I'm highly reactive to other people thrive really well on, and they're considered a healthy food for them and other foods that people are highly reactive to. I do really well on, for example, soy, I do really good eating soy, uh, while other people, it's like a really potent inflammatory assault for them. So I just want to throw that out there first. But um, sugar is probably the biggest thing. Um, a lot of times, you know, we're, we're eating these high carbohydrate diets and we have access to sugar at the drop of a hat in our modern lives. So we are constantly have elevated blood sugar, which starts to create chronic inflammation and metabolic issues, and it also feeds certain types of organisms in the gut. For example, candida, which is a type of yeast, it thrives on sugar. And so if you keep feeding organisms certain foods, they're the ones that are going to over-colonize and basically over-dominate and pick off the amount of diversity in the gut microbiome, crowding other strains out that can't compete. And so cutting out sugar is definitely something I recommend to everybody. Um, There's different people need different uh, levels of severity as far as that goes. Uh, If you have a chronic health condition, then I I definitely recommend exploring a ketogenic diet, which ketogenic diet is a low-carb, high-fat diet, and it basically deprives your body of glucose or sugar, and it ends up switching into this uh, alternate method of utilizing fuel from ketone fat bodies that come from fat. And there's actually all these, these health um, benefits as far as inflammation and immune response and promoting uh, sprouting of new neurons and such. And a lot of people, including myself, have found a ketogenic diet really imperative to recovering and just healing the gut by starving out a bunch of organisms and reducing the inflammation. Now, you might not have to do that extreme of a version of a low-sugar diet. Maybe you just cut out processed sugar and you only eat sugar from fruits and whatnot. Um, Typically, what I see, if anyone has depression or any sort of psychiatric illness or chronic um, autoimmune condition or fatigue or really any sort of chronic inflammatory thing, 
I highly recommend that people consider cutting out wheat and dairy. Both of those foods are highly inflammatory and they really, they really are toxic to most people. Um, the difference in why they affect certain people one way versus they don't seem to bother others is that the ones that don't have an issue with it, they are just uh, more resilient to the stressor of the toxins in those foods. And, you know, even broccoli and kale have minor toxins in them. And for some people, that might be a huge issue. Uh, for example, like I have trouble eating beets because they have oxalates in them. They have a high oxalate content, which can be challenging for my body. But beets are a really healthy food. So I would never tell someone not to eat beets. Um, so it really just depends on the person. There are certain tests that you can get that will actually measure your body's antibody production to see what type of immune response you're having to specific foods. Some are better than others, so um, definitely do your homework in deciding which type of test would likely yield the most accuracy as far as showing which food you're having an immune response to. But yeah, first thing first, you wanna just, um, uh-huh. Can you suggest any? Um, I can't remember any brands to be honest. I mean, I know of a couple and I don't know if I would, if I would, you know, put a lot of faith in those being the ones. Um, your best bet is probably actually to uh, see a naturopathic doctor and they can help you find a decent test. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, you know, eliminating sugar and elimin eliminating inflammatory foods. So wheat, dairy are great examples. Um, sometimes soy is an issue. A lot of times eggs is a problem for people. Um, you know, chocolate or coffee or things that have mold in it. If you have a mold allergy or you had mold exposure, even things like powdered turmeric or powdered ginger as spices can have just enough mold to cause some sort of immune response. Um, for me, I'm very sensitive to the nightshade vegetables. So tomatoes, potatoes, eggplants, chili peppers, paprika, um, those are all nightshades, and about 20% of the population is reactive to nightshades, whether they know it or not. And so you really just have to figure out through trial and error. Um, none of the things that I am reactive to did I discover until I eliminated them. So I was eating bread and cheese, bread and cheese my whole life, and there was never any indication that, you know, I didn't have any upset stomach. I never had any GI symptoms that... I was able to identify that those foods were hurting me. And then I randomly went gluten-free just because I was curious. Everyone was doing it. And I'm like, I wonder what would happen. And then I discovered that when I, when I would cheat and eat it, um, immediately I would have really bad brain fog, weird blood sugar issues, um, and terrible depression, anxiety, fatigue, insomnia, joint pain the next day. And just felt really irritable and just crummy and uh so every food i had to find out by eliminating it first to kind of reset my immune system because if you're eating something on a regular basis your whole life and your body's like oh i don't have the energy to react anymore like it's just beaten down your immune system is exhausted and it doesn't really have the resource to let you know that um something is not working for you <laughs> Wow. Interesting. Well, you know, the first thing, cause I've, I've heard of these things before of just like elimination diets, uh, stuff like that. You know, I've done 
really clean diets myself where I did feel an effect. Um, now, when I reintroduce things, it's hard for me to know if it's really having an effect unless it's like really, you know, it's not uh, like high impact, you know, there's not a huge yeah. change. So would you recommend the fastest track for this would be see a naturopath, take a test that you can, um, you know, get some information from somebody who knows what they're doing and then maybe like either fasting and then introduced food or like a really clean diet. One of the things that I recommend to people with my limited knowledge, I say either fast for three days, then start eating really, really clean and then start adding stuff. That's the best way that I did it. Um, cause the fast, um, basically for me just kind of clears out brain fog, all the digestive stuff like that. Then I eat no sugar, no salt, no meat, no dairy. So really clean. Yeah. Um, and then I go from there and then kind of reintroduce stuff. Cheese is, is a pretty obvious one. Dairy is it's not that great for you. Even yeah. meat can, cannot be that great for you. You're not eating great meat. Um, if at all. So do you, what would you recommend for someone like to uncover this? Because when I first heard it, I didn't know what to really do. You know, it's like, right. like how do I do this? How do I figure out what's good for me and what's not? Yeah, so certainly um, getting that type of test can be very helpful. It's not always, um, it's not always obvious. For example, I spent like $1,200 on one of those tests. And um, all that I learned from it was that my immune system was so suppressed and beaten down that it actually wasn't pumping out antibodies for anything. Like I was below the normal measurable mark with almost every hundreds of items. And so I was like, okay, my immune system suppressed that cost me $1,200 to find out. Cool. So, um, it, you can't put too much faith in that. And also they're not always accurate. Um, but yeah, that can really help give you, um, a more specific, uh, just idea of what you may be reacting to because usually they're, they're indicative of something. You can usually get some good information out of them. Uh, now if your test didn't really tell you anything useful or you don't want to spend the money on it or whatever, um, yeah, you can eliminate things, start eliminating things. And if you wanted to fast track things, yeah, you could eliminate everything fast, um, fast track. <laughs> you could just fast for a few days and then slowly reintroduce things. To be honest, I don't think majority of people are just going to be like, yeah, I'll just not eat for three days. That sounds cool. Like I'm really into fasting myself and I've, I've made it like a day and a half of like truly fasting. And, um, I think it's difficult for most people to do that. And so what's neat is actually a ketogenic diet. You get a lot of the benefits of fasting without having to forego food. And, um, that's a great way to do it. Um, so you could always start by eating ketogenic, which right there, you're eliminating grains, you're eliminating fruits and sugar. And um, that's a good place to start. Realistically, I recommend that people actually just cut out one thing at a time because changing your diet, it's really hard. It's even people that really are committed to their healing path and they want to do what they need to do. It's really hard to get people to change their diet. And part of it is that the microbes in our gut, they actually um, send chemical messages to reinforce us eating the food that they like. So for example, if you have a bunch of sugar loving bacteria, they're going to like shoot up a bunch of dopamine to your brain every time you feed them so that you're like, yeah, and then they're going to make you crave sugar 
So they're basically completely hijacking your brain, trying to convince you what, what to eat. And so it can be just really difficult to just tell someone, okay, don't eat these things. They almost never, they almost never can comply. And so um, you actually have to kind of kill off some of those bacteria usually to get some traction uh, if you're going to get people to change their diet. But I really recommend just taking out one thing at a time because you really kind of have to grieve each food individually. For me, I had to, I had to like go gluten-free first. So I'm like, okay, at least there's gluten-free things I can eat. Like, you know, I saw pizza and bread and stuff like that. And then I discovered dairy was causing me problems. And then I'm like, okay, I guess I'll be dairy free too. Like now I'll just try to survive in this world, not eating wheat and dairy, which is, that's like everything. If you think about it, like any restaurants, like good luck finding something wheat and dairy free. And then I discovered that like potatoes and corn and chocolate and anything with yeast extract. And like, I just started reacting to everything. And then I got so frustrated. because so I'm like, fuck it. I'm just not going to eat anything. And I actually would have moments where I was like, fuck it. I'm not eating food. And then I would fast. I'm like, I feel great. <laughs> like, yeah, this could work if I could just not have to eat ever. Um, so realistically, I would just suggest people to like cut out one thing at a time for maybe a month. Um, if, it's, if they really can't do a month, couple of weeks like whatever you can do just to give your body a reset and, and be strict about it make sure you're not touching it for a month and then reintroduce it eat that thing and pay attention and see how it makes you feel and you might find that you end up yelling at your grandma for no reason about something stupid the day after you eat a piece of bread and then you start to find these correlations between certain symptoms or certain mood or or resilience to stress and, and just reactivity to people in traffic or whatever, you'll start to really see how foods are actually um, contributing to your, your mental state and your body. You know, how well did you sleep that night? How much pain are you in? How tight do your muscles feel? And it's not always obvious because these foods, they have these kind of long-term cascading inflammatory effects. If, for example, if, if I eat like, um, like bread or cheese or something, oftentimes the peak detriment is like a day or two days, two days later. And so that can be difficult for people to like pinpoint what's actually causing what unless they're really tuned in and paying attention because it's a pretty delayed reaction that you might not figure out. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's uh it's really practical advice and it, and it is a challenge, you know, that's, I, f I found for me personally that the cutting the one thing out is harder than just fasting and then going really, really, really clean, you know, just so clean and then just adding the things in. And then, so I've done that a few times and every time I've done it, I've, I've come back to a cleaner diet. Um, and sometimes it maintains for a long time. Sometimes it's shorter time. I always do a lot better when I'm in my own self and my own environment, you know, like my nook. And then I'm just, I'm only getting these things because I know if I see candy or something, I don't know, candy, yeah. like ice cream or something, I'm going to want it. So I just don't put it near me because then, um, you know, I, the, uh, the willpower starts to lose over a period of time because I don't go way down. I just go a little bit down and, and to peak perform, to really be at that level, the cleaner my diet is. I know I feel it in the mind and body for sure. Um, so that's really good advice. I'd like to transition cause I'm curious and I really want to learn about this. 
Um, you're a Cambo practitioner and I think that's fascinating. That's starting to kind of come on the rise, like awareness around like ayahuasca or even using psychedelics for healing uh, with the research that MAPS is doing. And I think there's a lot of really interesting research being done. I know that psychedelics for me have been useful. Um, and the caveat to anyone listening is, you know, use them responsibly if you're going to use them and definitely have like a guide who knows what they're doing um, because they can be harmful like anything. But for me, used in the right way, they can be very powerful healers. So maybe you can touch on what the heck Cambo is, how we can use it for healing and any other way you want to explore with even just psychedelic medicines. Yeah. So Cambo is definitely fascinating. That's why I've um, been spending a lot of time with it lately. So it's this Amazonian medicine that was used traditionally by a variety of indigenous tribes. And it's a secretion, a skin secretion, that comes from a very specific species of tree frog called Phylomedusa bicolor. And um, the frogs are not harmed in the process, disclaimer. Uh, they're, they're sing to and treated very kindly. And then they're, they're stroked and their, their secretion is collected. And um, I'm certified with the IAKP, which is the International Association of Cambo Practitioners. And they do a really great job of training practitioners, but also providing us with very ethically sourced medicine that they know where it's coming from. And they're empowering the tribes to basically participate in the economy so that they can stay there and protect the jungle from the government taking it over. So uh, use well, depending on the source, if you use Cambo, you're actually helping the jungle, which is great. But um, the medicine, it contains hundreds of peptide molecules. And there's about, I think, 240 identified peptides right now. And there's like 70 patents that are moving through to create uh, synth synthetic drug versions of the peptides individually. Some of them are already on the market as pharmaceuticals. Some of them are in the process. I'm sure that more will follow because a lot of these peptides have very potent antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory, anti-cancerous, and immune-modulating properties. And so they're definitely really interesting to medical science. But the great thing is that I don't believe anyone's ever going to be able to replicate the entire combination of the peptides, and they really have a unique synergistic effect with each other. For example, one of the peptides um, alters the permeability of the blood-brain barrier to allow other peptides to move through the blood-brain barrier, which is incredibly useful in the medical industry because they want to, you know, they're, they're always looking for something to get drugs through the blood-brain barrier that won't go through on their own. Um, so there's very real scientific uh, research on the peptides individually, but there's also this really interesting metaphysical aspects of the Cambo. So Cambo is not hallucinogenic. It's not a psychedelic substance, um, but it does have this really interesting spiritual component to it. So there's a very potent uh, physical effect. It induces this, somewhat violent looking purgative experience and you vomit sometimes you purge in the bathroom um there's sweating people's faces swell their heart beats you know nice and fast and it can be quite uncomfortable the experience is pretty short it's about 30 minutes long so i like to say it's short and sweet 
without the sweet. <laughs> um, but it does, it does kind of also pull up a, a lot of emotional stuff. And it seems to have this uncanny ability to resolve ancestral and deeply embedded emotional trauma or even karma that's kind of stored in our genes with epigenetic tagging and such. And the, just the synchronicities that occur with this medicine, it's mind-blowing. It's, it's almost like, um, I say it's metaphysical because it feels like whatever intelligence is in the frog medicine, and you, you, know, you put it in your body, you apply it through making burns uh, on the skin, usually like the upper arm or the torso. You just remove the top layer of skin and you apply this secretion to it, and it, within 30 seconds to a minute, it's coming on. Um, so it's incredibly potent, but there's this, like I said, this metaphysical aspect to it where it feels like, yes, you had this internal process. There were these chemicals, they were in your bloodstream. That's like, okay, we're cool as far as the reductionist scientific explanation. But then this medicine and taking this medicine seems to manipulate the external world in conjunction with it, which is really intriguing to me. And I've seen it time and time again, and I do not have any sort of reductionist scientific explanation for that. Um, it could perhaps have something to do with, you know, changing the inner environment changes the outer environment because consciousness is creating reality anyways. And, um, you know, you're a conscious being, I'm a conscious being, everyone's um, sentient to some extent, um, you know, I mean, every person is certainly sentient, but even matter, I believe, is sentient and to a varying degree. And so that's the only thing I can come up with to explain why taking Cambo and even even um, serving it seems to alter external circumstances in ways that I just don't understand. <laughs> Interesting. So you're saying that people, when they come and do a ceremony or a healing or something like that, they'll have substantial or dramatic life experience changes, maybe like changing of friends or job or synchronicities or just yeah. powerful positive shifts or negative shifts or just because sometimes the negative shift might be like, you know, you lose your job. But the idea was, yeah, you had to get the crap out of that job so you could have a different opportunity because that job was killing you. Stuff like that. Does that make sense? To yeah, you? that definitely happens. It certainly did to me. The first time I did my first triad, uh, three, three sessions of this medicine, my life went to hell. And honestly, it took me like two years to get it back on track, but I was really digesting some old stuff that was not going to be sustainable moving forward. And then once I finally got out of it, I was, you know, everything was going really amazing. Um, but yeah, I do see that often with people. I always say you got to bulldoze your cottage to build a castle. And mm -hmm. sometimes people's lives just completely like fall apart all of a sudden. But then once they work through it, it, they come out with this amazing clarity and just lifestyle and, and just the life they built by going through that process. So yeah, it can bring stuff up. It can be a little bit dark. It's not all like puppies and sunshine. Um, but sometimes it really just gives you clarity. And yeah, there's, there's definitely potent physical uh, aspects to it. Like for me, um, Cambo was one of the most effective tools in healing from my Lyme disease and my chronic fatigue and, and all my infections and stuff. Um, so yeah, there's like a real physical effect. But what's 
what's the most interesting to me, I think, is just seeing how it shifts people from their stuck patterns and their stuck mentalities and, and energy that they just are like stagnant in and it's festered maybe into an actual physical illness. And all of a sudden they get clarity on how they need to move forward in order to resolve that. And, you know, some people, they do the cambo and they didn't really get it. And that's totally okay. Um, but you have to do the work. Like it, it doesn't just heal you. You don't just do it and then you barf and then you're like good to go. It gives you directions on what to do to sort out your, your issues and to accomplish whatever your goal is or your intention. And you still have a, a choice in whether you do that work or not. Awesome. Well, I was, I was smiling and then just laughing to myself because I was like, you realize how terrible this sounds, right? It's kind of like ayahuasca. It's like, okay, you're going to take this and you're going to probably puke your guts out. You're going to purge. It's all good though. Your life might explode for like <laughs> yeah. two years. It's fine. Everything uh, you know might just say it's totally fine. You might lose your job. <laughs> you might go I'm really good at selling it, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. It, Sometimes um, I forget to tell people the good things because I'm just like, okay, I'm going to prepare you. And then they go, well, why would anyone do that? And I go, oh, yeah, I should tell you about that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's a part of the process, though. And it's funny because, like, you know, things like ayahuasca or plant medicine, they're very serious. You know, that's why they call them plant medicine. And if you don't have the um, – I don't know, let's just call it strength to change your life in a way that you know you need to change, whether it's like, I need to change my diet, I need to change my job, I need to change my relationship, I need to change these things. But I'm so caught in this hamster wheel that I can't make that change. These things are like, you know, kind of like Buckley's for the mind and the body. And I see the body as a high level of intelligence. And when you touched on earlier, I've, I found interesting where you're talking about these little bacteria in the gut and they send signals to the brain and body. So they want to be fed. Well, mm -hmm. that's what Dr. Joe um, will say, you know, addiction is when the body becomes the mind. So somebody who may want to quit smoking all of a sudden, you know, a few hours later, they're smoking cigarettes. The body is making the action. So it's feeding whatever that internal process is. And yeah. so a plant medicine is kind of like nature, you know, giving whatever these molecules or this effect or whatever is in that experience, the strength to break that connection through, you know, nature's, nature's goodness and whatever it has and, and allow the body to shift. And a part of that shift I feel is very much purging. It's uh, mm -hmm. a mental purge. It's a physical purge. It's like a life purge. And, and we need to shift all these things in your analogy of, um, bulldozing your cottage to build a castle is really wonderful because when we're in the cottage, it's very certain, you know, it's safe. It's certain. It might not be a castle, but at least I know what it is and I know how I feel. I might know inside myself that I have the ability and capacity to feel more. But if, but if I let go of this cottage, now there's no cottage, then, oh my God, like what is the bottom of the rung? You know, that's like, holy wow. crap. And that's where you're kind of trusting yourself and source and all that kind of stuff. So um, I just kind of wanted to, to touch all, on all that because I think it, it's, it's important. And none of these things are, um, uh, I was going to say jokes. I want to find a better word than jokes, but they're serious business. Any yeah. kind of like psychedelic exploration for healing is, is serious business. So um, what I wanted to ask was, is there anything else that you want to touch on as far as like, 
Cambo from a scientific perspective and what it can do to the neurology because I found what you said, you know, about what it's made of and what's happening in the body very fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe more about the process of like what it's like. You sit down there, you get three dots, and you puke and you have an experience. And then, you know, you have to integrate, which is a part of where you come in too, right? It's like now, like what came up for you? How are you processing that? What's shifting? And it's going to change your external reality a little bit. Um, so yeah, I'll give that back to you. And then I kind of wanted to move into if you've done any other research on any other psychedelics, I know that they're doing really great research with MDMA. They're doing great research with, uh, mushrooms. Um, and I don't know if they're doing anything with LSD. They probably are, but I'm just curious if you have any insights into that world. Yeah, totally. So, um, just quickly to touch on the Cambo stuff. So a lot of the peptides are opioid, um, which means they bind to the opioid receptors that are in the brain. And um, it's interesting because typically we think of opioid drugs as highly addictive and abused. You know, we have Percocets and Vicodins and Methadone or some of the pharmaceutical versions. And then, you know, heroin and, and more of the, um, the uh, not dark web, but um, the underground black market uh, drugs that are opiates. But what's interesting about the peptides in the Cambo that have this opioid activity, they don't produce the same withdrawal or dependency effects that we see with typical opiates. So they're actually really unique. And that could be in part because of how they work together. Um, So yeah, we definitely aren't really concerned about people becoming addicted to Cambo because... (laughs) <laughs> it's uh, it's not super reinforcing, you know. It's it's not a very fun experience. Um, and some of the peptides are adenosine activating, and there are probably so many more pharmacological interactions that people don't even know about yet. I think we're just scratching the surface as far as the scientific understanding, but we're starting to see specific peptides in like in vitro studies that are really effective for killing certain types of fungi or viruses or things of that sort. So I think we're going to see a lot more very specific science on what the peptides are doing soon. Um, But we know the basics about them. Like certain ones we know um, cause smooth muscle contraction, which is in part what causes the vomiting. And others are vasodilators or vasoconstrictors that affect blood vessel filling and uh, you know, swelling and constricting with blood, things like that. Uh, as far as psychedelic stuff, so one of the areas that I'm really interested in, and I'm, if I ever sit down and actually finish it, um, I'm in the process right now of writing a literature review on psychedelics as a novel approach to autoimmune conditions. And this is a virtually untapped area of research. And there's, I think there's like maybe one or two published papers by like the same guy who started to figure out like, oh, there is some pharmacological evidence that psychedelics could be potent ways of relieving autoimmune symptoms because the neurotransmitters, especially serotonin, modulates a lot of immune activity. Um, There's a whole host of reasons why psychedelics could possibly offer some benefit you know for example the ayahuasca vine is antimicrobial to some extent so it does kill some kills herpes virus and it does kill some types of fungus so if you have like a a microbial overgrowth and that's causing your depression or your chronic inflammation or autoimmune condition 
that, you know, the ayahuasca vine could potentially um, add benefit in that way. I'll try not to go too much off the tangent here, but my plan is to hopefully publish this literature review in the next year and um, use it as kind of a stepping stone to start actually conducting clinical trials. And I'm really interested in looking at this with psychedelics and also the Cambo because you know, one out of three people in America have an autoimmune condition and it's probably not gonna go down anytime soon. I think there's probably actually more that are undiagnosed. It might be closer to 40 or 50%. And that's a really exciting area where psychedelics uh, have yet to go into, but they're heading that direction. I do know that, I'm not sure, it's not the Hefner, the Beckley Foundation, I believe. Um, are you familiar with the Beckley Foundation? So they're in the UK. They're kind of like the, the UK maps. And um, I think they mostly have focused on psilocybin and LSD and, and the classical psychedelics. But they have started, it, I could be confusing it with the Hefner Institute, which is um, also an American foundation. They work mostly with psilocybin. They're kind of on the East Coast. They're like the East Coast version of maps. Uh, Dave Nichols, who's like a leading psychopharmacologist in the psychedelic field. Uh, I think that's his organization. But anyways, one of those organizations, I can't recall which, is actually doing an LSD microdosing study right now, a clinical, peer-reviewed, uh, double-blind, placebo-controlled microdosing study. And one thing that Dave Nichols, um, this probably is him actually, now I think about it, tends to write about in his papers is this observation of immune modulation uh, through psychedelics. And so I think one of the things they're looking at with this LSD microdosing study is immune modulation with the microdosing. I have no idea how they're measuring that or what's going to happen. It'll probably be a couple of years before we really find out how that's all going. And, you know, there's also a number of psilocybin projects going on certainly uh, for smoking cessation and uh, depression and PT. Are they doing, I'm not sure if they're doing PTSD psilocybin, but it, oh, no. it could be. I, well, I don't think psilocybin. I think they're doing it with uh, uh, MDMA. Well, certainly MAPS is doing it with MDMA. I think there might be studies going on. Um, I know at least with ayahuasca, there's PTSD studies, but they might be observational, which is different. Um, and they have the end-of-life anxiety with psilocybin as well. I think that's still collecting data. Uh, and then MAPS, you know, is entering their phase three clinical trials with MDMA for PTSD. And they've uh, been granted breakthrough status by the FDA, meaning that the treatment offers such a novel, effective way of addressing an issue that current medical technologies uh, implemented are not satisfying. So it means basically that it's a breakthrough medication. And because of that, they're actually, I th think, going to be allowing um, certain licensed groups under supervision of MAPS to start administering for PTSD before it's officially cleared by the FDA and rescheduled as a pharmaceutical medication um, or I guess a medical process because it's not just MDMA. You don't just you know, give it out and they take it home. It's MDMA-assisted psychotherapy specifically. Uh, but yeah, I think they're going to, once that's released and, and everybody's 
legally allowed to prescribe that treatment, then I think some off-label use will be happening where maybe for depression or other things that aren't technically PTSD, they might, as a psychiatrist, be able to prescribe the MDMA for that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really fascinating. I'm, I'm really excited to see the research they have because I know, you know, the power of MDMA and um, PTSD for sure, and just therapy and going through uh, trauma, things like that is really useful. The same with uh, um, psilocybin can be very powerful. And, you know, I hope for a modern resurgence in, you know, in shamanism, like a modern shamanism, when you go down to Peru in these different spots, they have culturally years of lineage of using these sacred plants as they call them like they have the deep reverence a deep respect for what the experience is and what we traditionally think of in western society is let's go take this mood mind conscious altering substance and go have a good time and go party like we want to forget about all the reality and all the trauma and all the pain that we have and it's just like a literal complete opposite of the perspective a complete opposite of why you use it why you do that and so if we can you know ideally bring some of those principles into the western world and make them common uh make them normalized and 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 bring a really deep reverence and respect to it i think that we can heal a lot of people because it's no secret that the pharmaceutical industry is not the greatest like it's you know it's very addictive it's you know a lot of the time like there is a place for it i'll say that and it's a huge massive business and people get addicted to it and they're treating a lot of symptoms and if you have to use it great um, but a lot of the times it's it's putting a band-aid on a gunshot wound you know you gotta like take out the bullet and you gotta go in and and plant medicine seems to be very magical in the sense of going into that stuff. And it also takes a, a level of courage because a lot of people, you know, they get afraid of it because they don't want to go into that trauma. They don't want to go into that healing. They don't want to go into the reason that they know that they're creating this reality because it's too painful. And that's fair. I can, I can empathize with that. It's, it is hard. Um, and it's going to stay with you forever, like luggage, um, until you actually go in and heal it, uh, whether you do that through some sort of therapy, whether you use um, a substance as an assistant, um, it's going to stay with you. So, you know, I'm really excited about the possibility of this. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, maybe if you know of any more studies or um, research that's been done, because one of them that comes to my mind, and I'm sure if you know any, any more, I, there's a book that I need to get. There's a few, it's been recommended. It's just like a, a list of all the, the studies that they have done with psychedelics that were pretty mind blowing. And Ooh. so the, the, the basis of this study, and it was done at a university, you, you know, you should, when you have so bad at this of like remembering what university it was, what, you know, right. when, but it exists, you could probably Google it and find it. <laughs> um, but basically what they did is they gave, gave a group of people that were working on a problem for at least two years, I believe it was, you had, and it was open to professors and students and you had to have the same problem for two years and they gave them all uh, LSD. And it was something like 60% of the people came out of that experience with a solution. So they used the LST to point at a very specific problem and like 60% of the people found solutions. So they're like, Oh my God, like this is really, really fascinating. So I'm just curious if you know of any more studies like that. Um, and then the other caveat or not caveat, but thing that I'll throw your way if you have any insights on is I know that Silicon Valley and people are really getting into microdosing. 
Um, so I'm just wondering if you've seen that in your experience. What I like in that scenario is that you've got these multimillionaires, billionaires, people that are going down the logical route, logical, safe, you know, this is what reality is. And that's all fair and square, right? We all are living in this world. You got to pay your bills. I get it. And there's a whole nother world also. And if you get stuck too much in the logical, make money, accumulate things, stack your gold, and you lose your spirit and soul and connection with everything around you, earth, water, sun, stars, you know, that whole thing, being a human being, experiencing life. You know, if you lose that connection, it's eventually you're going to have like a little bit of a kickback. So I believe that like the little bit of microdosing, whether it's LSD or psilocybin kind of opens up just a little bit of a perspective because, you know, a big dose of mushrooms or LSD will, you know, allow you a whole new scope that you probably have never witnessed before. And then you kind of go back a little bit differently. So that's my rant. And I'm just curious if you could uh, comment <laughs> yeah. on any of that. Microdosing has definitely exploded. Um, as you and I have talked about, I, I worked on a microdosing study for about a year looking at QEG brain mapping. And yeah, I've just seen an explosion in people talking about it and trying it. And I think it's, I feel like it's a psychedelic sneaky way of getting, getting all the normies, you know, to uh, just kind of warm up to the idea of allowing a psychedelic in their body. Cause people are remarkably more receptive and open to the idea of taking a sub perceptual dose of a psychedelic. Like even my parents, I'd be like, well, you know, it, it won't, you won't feel it or, you know, it won't get you high. And they go, oh, well, and I'm like, it's not toxic. And they go, oh, okay, well, I guess if I don't feel it and it's not bad for me, then sure, I'll try it, you know? So I feel like it's got some sort of agenda <laughs> um, and just like slowly making people feel more comfortable with the concept of ingesting a psychedelic. And then, you know, once you get them on the microdosing thing and they're like, yeah, this is great. Like my creativity is better. My mood is better. My energy. Um, I just feel more grounded, all sorts of things. Then the idea of doing a small dose of a psychedelic is less daunting because it's, it's really on a spectrum. It's like, got your microdose and then you got your mini dose and then you got your regular dose and then your mega dose. And it's, I feel like it's a good way to uh, just get people to ease into the concept of consuming a psychedelic drug and not having it be this huge catastrophe, you know, or this like very scary daunting thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. I feel like people, you know, with the mega dose, immediately if they've never done a psychedelic, the first thing that comes to mind is losing their mind, you know, yeah. jumping yeah. off. A what house. if I go insane? <laughs> yeah, and I never come back. What if I jump off the roof and kill myself? It's the first thing they think they're going to die. Um, and in a sense, you know, I think that they unconsciously and subconsciously know they're going to experience an ego death. You know, everything that they think that they know, you know, that's why there's different conversations, especially at festivals I have with people. I'm like, I know that you had, whether it's uh, from a psychedelic or from you've earned it through meditation or spiritual practices, or you're naturally this way. I know when you're stuck in reality and you think you know something because on the other side, you know, for sure, you know, nothing. I was watching something on Gaia TV the other day and there's a 
quote from Confucius or somebody was just like, you know, knowledge is the extent, you know, your own ignorance or something like the extent you have, you know, you kind of get it to a higher level and you've just hit the ocean and the ocean is like infinite and it goes down. And so you're like, okay, there's no way that I could know even a fraction of this. Holy crap. You know, and you just get super humbled, but you do get to know your experience and you navigate, you know, the world in different ways. And it is, it's dramatically changing for your consciousness. It, it changes the way you navigate your experience. It changes your connection with yourself and nature and other people because mm-hmm. you realize that there's no way they could know either, you know, and the more you can kind of team up and be a friend and be useful to that other thing, you could get a little bit of information from them navigating this infinite expanse of consciousness and experience. Um, you know, and one thing that I, I like to say, I don't know if, I don't even know where this came from, uh, but it was like, uh, psychedelics and plant medicine is like the ultimate superfood. You know, you take, mm. <laughs> you know, you take these. Like a supplement. Stuff. I think of microdosing mushrooms or LSD as a supplement, you mm-hmm. know, like a nootropic almost. Super. Yeah, exactly. Nootropic to the max, you know, the words like biohack, biohacking, nootropics, like here's like a little right. bit of mushrooms, you know, take that. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So what I wanted to ask, like, is there anything like overall in general that you want people to know about psychedelic use um in in any like just psychedelics psychedelic use whether it's science realm um applying it realm uh, integration realm whatever you want just like what what would you like to share if anything in in that Mm. kind of field about psychedelics in general or cambo or yeah whatever well um first i want to say that psychedelics are amazing tools and they they can be incredibly effective for healing a variety of things um, because they, they really are holistic. In Cambo as well, they're a holistic healing tool. They don't just address the physical body. They also address the mind and the spirit. And uh, that's, you know, they're all, different. they're all different versions of the same reality. So you have to address all of them to heal the whole being. Um, with that said... Even with my um, enthusiasm for for advocacy and research and and exploration, I think sometimes people can get a bit fanatic about them and overemphasize their their power as a cure-all. And I think that it's important to have a healthy, balanced perspective with psychedelics, like any supplement, like any modality, like like anything, I think blind enthusiasm could actually hurt this movement. And I see a lot of people that are just like, rah, 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 psychedelics, more, more, you know, like take as much as you want because they're good for you, you know. And I have seen people abuse psychedelics and I have abused psychedelics myself and, you know, drinking ayahuasca like every freaking night for two and a half weeks. And I'm like, why am I doing this? This doesn't even feel right. And what you mentioned, integration. That's, I think, the true value of psychedelics. It's like, okay, you have a psychedelic experience. It's cool. You get insights, whatever. If you can't take that and integrate it into your life in a way that's going to apply and, and make things better for you, then what's the point? You know, I find that the integration piece is just as important, if not more important, than the actual experience itself. Because ultimately, that's what you hope you get out of it is something to take back from the experience that will make your life better after that moment. And I think a lot of people, they put so much faith in things like ayahuasca or or other psychedelics 
to just do the work for them. And, and they just don't understand that uh, there are limitations to psychedelics. They can be incredible catalysts. They can be incredible teachers. They can show us what needs to happen. But ultimately, we're still responsible for our own process. And they're incredibly helpful if you listen. But they're not going to do everything for you. And, you know, some, an example of, of that being something that came into my awareness was, you know, where I just talked about drinking ayahuasca every night for 16 days straight. Um, that experience, uh, I, I had stuff after that experience that came up after doing Cambo and neurofeedback training and talk therapy that never came up for me during ayahuasca. And to me, it was an indicator that ayahuasca had limitations. I'm like, how come this shit didn't show up when I'm in the jungle, puking my brains out every single night? Like, that's as hard as anyone should ever go, and I don't recommend that. But my point is you can't force everything out with more medicine, and sometimes you have to use different types of medicine, or sometimes you have to be sober. Like. Sometimes these medicines just disrupt things enough to uh, shake up our, our patterns of thought. And then we have to look with our new set of eyes at the situation. And that's going to be where you find the solution. It's not in the psychedelic experience. It's in the after effects of how you changed and you, how you integrated those lessons as a person. And then what you did with those new skills to resolve the issues that have been persistent in your life. And I guess in summary, um, I just want to emphasize that psychedelics are an incredible tool, but they are not the only tool. And if you're trying to use psychedelics to heal everything, you're probably going to be disappointed because nutrition is fundamental. If your brain's not, if you're, if you don't have enough vitamins, it doesn't matter how much psychedelics you're going to do. Your brain's going to be depressed until you give it those freaking vitamins, you know? Um, and other, you know, meditation, like that's a very effective way of retraining the nervous system and expanding consciousness that is frankly just more gentle on systems generally and more sustainable than taking, you know, like you can meditate every day and you'll be all right. If you drink ayahuasca every day, you might get a little loony eventually just because you're up in la-la land all the time. So I just pe I urge people to exercise balance and respect and caution and make sure that they're utilizing a variety of tools in conjunction with each other to fully and holistically address whatever it is they're trying to address. Awesome. Yeah, I 100% agree with all that. And I think that you made really well-rounded points that, you know, I, I would wholeheartedly uh, second, you know, as, as an explorer of the realms myself. And I don't think I've gone too far yet. I kind of want to go too far just to see what that's like. Um, only just because I like to explore like, oh, like uh, it, Terrence McKenna comes to mind and, and there's a story of him um, doing acid like a bunch of acid and then smoking DMT. <laughs> I'm just like, that is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like that guy really checked it out and he was, um, he was so smart and a massive advocate of the integration. And I, I like when you talked about the sobriety part, because a lot of people, you know, when you want to go through healing and life, a big element to that 
is just moving through all that stuff. No crutch. You know, we, we use so many things like a crutch, like food, alcohol, mm-hmm. smoking. It's, food is a huge one. Um, they, they're all TV. huge. <laughs> yeah, TV, totally. Yeah. To, right. We, we kind of <laughs> everything. And there's so many crutches. And that's why, you know, um, I'm just processing some stuff in my personal life right now. And, uh, you know, I was going through like a bit of a fast yesterday and I was like, okay, I woke up. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fast today. And I made it till like, uh, 6 PM, 7 PM. And I kind of committed, didn't fully commit, but because I'm going through such emotional, uh, trauma or whatever, I'm like, ah, and then I just like eat the food and just get everything. And I was like, this now isn't the time. Like I need at least something now, but it's interesting because when you go through fasting and you go these things, you start to realize that you actually use food and drink and coffee, television Mm. just to flicker the mind. And it's really kind of like this body's way of detaching from the reality and the feeling. So I think that there's a real beautiful simplicity to sobriety and just watching. And that's the hugest piece that people miss with psychedelic exploration because it's the high part. And then if right. you, you know, so you know, as above, so below, you got to go low and you got to sit and you got to watch yourself want these things and then not. And that's really, that's mastery. That's where the challenge comes in. And, and very few people are willing to do that work. And you can really tell the difference between somebody who may explore in the psychedelic realm. And then they do that work of silence, of internal reflection, of integration, because that is the hard part. And so I just wanted to echo that and, and, um, and share my thoughts. So, yeah, um, I just want to add to that real quick. Um, hmm. We're always medicating. Everybody's always medicating with something because we're constantly adjusting our chemistry in a, in a very dynamic world. And I think it really comes down to how sustainable is that medication. And one thing I see a lot in these medicine communities is people that are drinking ayahuasca every weekend or they're microdosing every day or, or they're just using a lot of psychedelics and kind of bragging about it. Oh, well, I've drank ayahuasca 200 times or whatever. And you look at them and you're like, wow, they don't seem like they've really figured it out yet. And I just think like, what if we did that with other medications? Like, oh, I've been on antibiotics over a hundred times. I would be like, wow, I'm so sorry. You must be really sick to need medicine like that all the time. And for some reason, we don't think about plant medicines like that. And granted, they're much more sustainable than the average medication. But I think we still have to ask ourselves, like, why do we need so much medicine unless there's something really wrong with us? And if there's nothing wrong with us, um, maybe we can just have moments of sobriety where we take a few months off psychedelics. And I just see that a lot. And I just think it's kind of ironic that. here we were taking all this medicine, but then in the pharmaceutical context, we only think we need medicine if we're sick, but that's not the case if it's, um, you know, a drug that you enjoy. <laughs> so something yeah. to think about. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really fascinating point. It's like, you know, the amount of times that you, you use a psychedelic or whatever, it's almost like a badge of honor. And, um, you know, I've had that kind of... Um, let's, I don't know, try to phrase this in a soft way, but like held over me in a sense of like spiritual superiority. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know because I haven't drank enough ayahuasca. And then just like looking at the person and just like, you know, just 
just seeing the interaction that we're having and the the whole experience just be like, what? Like, oh my goodness, you know? And like, cause I can't see myself, you know, having a conversation with somebody and like, oh, well you wouldn't know because you haven't drank ayahuasca or you haven't had a mushroom experience. So let me tell you as this person who is more connected to another realm, what actual reality is, because it's really important that, um, you know, we integrate and it's who we are being. You don't need a psychedelic to be a good person. You don't need a psychedelic to understand what you need to heal. Ask yourself, why am I suffering? What's wrong with my body? And go in. And most people don't want to do that either. So the medicine kind of like does that for you, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to have the courage to do that. Boom. And it's like, here it is. It's like, didn't you already know that? Ask him after an ayahuasca. Ask him, ask her after a cambo. Did you already know this? 100% I knew it. But you don't want to face it right? So you don't even need to do the psychedelics. You're the own master. Ask that question and go backwards and do the work. You can do it that way. You can do it sober. And a lot of people, yeah, I do feel are are using it as like a a badge of honor and forgetting the mastery, um, you know, element. It's kind of like, I don't know. I like to equate things from martial arts. So I'm just going to come up with an analogy like off the top of my head, but it's like you get this really sweet samurai sword, right? And we're just trying to learn how to use it and we get like the sharpest one and it can cut through anything but really the mastery is the stillness and how to use the freaking thing so although you have this powerful wielding sword that can you know show you this is like you can cut through anything you've got to go back and you got to figure out how to use this right and this is just to be used every now and then and i think it was alan watts would talk about or maybe it was ram das actually yeah i think it was ram das just said something about psychedelics it's like you know psychedelics like open the door it's like you know ringing the doorbell but once the door opens and you walk inside and you kind of see everything that's available to you then you can stop ringing the doorbell something along those lines and 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 then integrate because now you're in the house and you saw it and if you want to get a reminder every every now and then go get the reminder so i think that we yeah so i think we're on the same page um what where i wanted to you know go with this before we kind of run out of time because i think we've been going for a good amount. It's been really wonderful. I want you to uh, chat about uh, Entheo Zen and why you created that, why it's different, what, you know, you know, and even just general supplementation, because I just see so much about nootropics, maybe even talk about biohacking. The word biohacking, earthing, <laughs> pissed me off so much. And it's like just integrated because we, and it's also good at the same time. It's my own stuff, but it's like, I find it like so odd that it's like earthing you mean like you mean like going outside and just, be, <laughs> and just being in the ground you know like new forest, technology forest bathing you know you mean like going out into nature just sit you know it's like so absurd biohacking you mean like just eating like good food it's like no we always want these shortcuts and it's positive in the sense that we're looking for ways to hack our biology which is good and it's great because we want peak performance we want optimization all great stuff and it's the hard work there is no thing you know what i mean like you can biohack all you want but if you don't go to the gym and have a good diet you're probably not going to be maxed out that's that's the yeah. sitting down in silence you know if your brain is going and you're biohacking and you're taking all these supplements and you don't have you don't have to have a meditation practice um and you need to figure out how to clear your mind and understand what is your mind what is not when your mind is running away so maybe it's yoga maybe it's sport maybe it's something but it's, it's a difference in awareness that you need to earn, that it's not going to happen through a pill. And the pills and the supplements and those things are useful tools as well. Yeah. 
Totally, totally agree with you. Um, so yeah, Infio's in. So right now our best-selling product is called Transcend. It, it's a mood enhancement and uh, stress support product. And basically it has a variety of vitamins, minerals, and amino acids and plant extracts that target very specific concepts of neuroscience that are associated with mood disorders to uh, fill in nutritional gaps, reduce oxidative damage from free radicals, um, promote a healthy inflammatory response in the brain because inflammation is usually a, um, basically a, the driver of the, the dysfunction. And then to upregulate neurotrophic growth factors to prompt new neurons and new neural structures to grow. And um, that's, it's, been a, uh, it's been selling really well and growing. And um, we've had a lot of really amazing reports of people getting off medications or avoiding medications that you know, they thought they had like last straw. You know, I'm just going to try this stupid supplement and see if it helps. So it's been really helping a lot of people, which is great because that's like truly what I wanted to do with that product. And I did make a party recovery product a while ago, but. Uh, I don't think that I'll be continuing to manufacture it just because I've decided to focus on more of the mood and brain health stuff. And we're coming in with a new product, which I'm really excited about. I, I can't wait to just get this thing going. I'm, I'm hoping in the next few weeks it'll, it'll start <laughs> where I can start manufacturing it. But it's a psychobiotic. So we were talking about the importance of the microbiome, uh, gut bacteria populations in mental health and brain function and I formulated this probiotic product that is specifically for brain and mood health and it has um, 11 different clinically studied uh, species of probiotics that have shown to play some fundamental role in brain health in human and rat studies for example some of them uh, create serotonin and dopamine as byproducts some of them uh, show that they mitigate stress uh, effects in rats. Others show that they regulate the HPA axis, which is the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis, which is uh, responsible for like the stress response and the regulating the autonomic nervous system, which is usually pretty twacked out in people with mood disorders. So I'm really excited about that product. I cannot wait to launch it and share it with everybody. But uh, in addition to the products, you know, Entheozen, we have a, a YouTube channel and that's going to be, that's going to have more videos on it and um, I'm going to be making more content, but for now I have some, some videos and some articles here and there that are just meant to share information about what the true scientific causes of mood disorders are um, and also like autoimmune conditions because they're often... They often have a very similar origin as far as just a chronic inflammatory response that usually has to do with the gut and the nervous system. And um, yeah, just creating content to get people to take their health into their own hands. And at the end of the day, my products are not meant to cure anybody. They're, they're an aid. They're a support tool for you to resource your body while ideally you watch the videos or do your own research and get to the core issue of what caused that problem. What caused your inflammation? What caused your microbiome to be off? What is causing your chronic stress response? Was it trauma as a child that 
never got resolved. And so you're just stuck in this flyer fight 20 years later and it's just wrung your poor body out because you've been in this stress response running from a lion for the last 20 years. Um, so really my goal is to empower people with a variety of informational uh, tools that they can use to be on their wellness journey. And it might change in the future how, how else I show up and, and I'm able to provide that type of support. Certainly with Entheosin, um, I'm in the beginning I was planning on using the, the profits and donating some of them to an organization like MAPS. But then more, the more I've thought about it, the more I thought that perhaps Entheosin could actually be its own research association someday and we use this company to help fund research with psychedelics or cambo or other things like that specifically on mood disorders and psychiatric conditions because that's another realm of medicine that is kind of just you know putting the band-aid on the bullet wound and it's it's not working for a lot of people we we need we need like you know science-based nutrient therapy and the, the literature exists. It's just it hasn't been integrated into medical practice yet. So it's not like any of this stuff isn't supported by science. It's absolutely supported by science. There's a whole field of orthomolecular medicine that's just about using nutrients to treat psychiatric conditions. So it's really just about bringing this information to the forefront so that people know it exists and can access it and take their, their healing into their own hands. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. Well, I hope that, uh, you know, it, it works out and then you, you do have the ability and resources to do more research because like you said, the, the research is out there and there's research that even the government was doing that they don't share, you know, like the 60s study of the lady, you know, taking LSD and everything is wonderful. And she says something yeah. like, yeah, it's like you could go to church for like 20 years or you could just like do this. And cause <laughs> he's finding this, you know, you're supposed to go to church to find this spiritual connection with God and all things while well, you're in a direct experience with it. And it's, it's non-dependent on some sort of external group or set of rules or thing you're actually in it and then you integrate the lessons. Well, if you are one with everything, how would you treat people? You know, would you murder them? Would you steal them? Would you covet their way? Would you do all that? No, you just wouldn't do it naturally because that's yeah. you being you. It doesn't require all this rule set and fear base around it to be that human being, to be that person. Um, so I hope that um, it does become popularized and we can, you know, add some good hardcore science for it for the, the people that are more uh, left brain and, and want to know. And it just makes sense to gather as much information as we can um, around it and just to make it popular because, you know, I know of many, many stories of people really actually going through a full and complete healing process. And if there ever comes out, you know, a pharmaceutical that's made of natural products that is good for you, that is non-addictive, that does the same thing. Great. Let's explore that. Um, and right now I don't, I don't think that exists. And if it does, you know, I'm, I'm all, I'm all ears to hear about it, but you know, I'm all about the natural route and the holistic route, which I think that you are too. So. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Um, and also I wanted to add if, if anyone wants to reach out or, or check out some of the content that we have or even the products, then you can go to my website. It's www.entheozen.com. So it's spelled like the word entheogen, like a, like a psychedelic plant. And it's just spelled entheozen, like 
their Zen Buddhist practice. So uh, you can, you know, Google it or go to the website and feel free to get in touch if you have a question or just um, want to connect for any reason. And do you have an email there as well? Is there a contact yeah. form? Yeah. Um, I mean, you can, it's, there's a variety of emails, but there's like contact at infiozen.com or infiozen at Gmail works or Caitlin Thompson at infiozen. There's emails on there. So you'll be able to get in touch with me if you need to. Okay, perfect. And I'll link all that up um, in the show notes and on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Awesome. Um, I just want to thank you for coming on and thank you for your work and your research and uh, just exploring different realms and, and uh, you know, really doing cool work. And uh, I appreciate it. And I know that it's, it's going to grow. You know, it, it has to because it's just, it's, it's like I said, it's a holistic approach. There's no one cure-all. It's really just exploring ourselves. And um, we talked a little bit before the show on uh, how a lot of it will come back to just healing our past and how these are just little things to bring to light what the actual issue is, heal it holistically, you know, through diet, through personal practices, taking care of the body, finding self-love for yourself, the right nutrition and things like that. And, and then actually doing the work that is necessary to, you know, do a full circle healing process. So I appreciate your work. Um, is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with before we go? Um, I guess I'll also give them, uh, my, my Cambo practice. If anybody is in San Diego area, that's mainly where I work out of, but I'm always open to travel if it makes sense. So you can look me up there, uh, medicine frog Cambo, K A M D O.com medicine frog Cambo.com. So, I mean, just get in touch with me if you need to, whatever website you want to, and we'll go from there. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show, Matt. And thank all of you guys for listening. And I hope that this was enjoyable and useful for you guys. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys blessed and love and appreciation and healing to everybody. So thanks so much. Catch thank you in the you. next one. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, that wraps up this amazing episode with Caitlin Thompson. I hope that you enjoyed it. Check out her website. Check out her products, entheozen.com. Um, I've actually had some people reach out to me saying like, hey, I, I see that you had her on a show. I've been taking her products for a while and really helps with, uh, with focus and all that kind of stuff. So I haven't had a sample yet, so I can't. Uh, say personally, but I, I trust her, you know, she's, it's, she convinced me and, uh, I, I'm the kind, like I give people the benefit of the doubt, you know, um, and I, and I try to see their hearts and you got to be discerning and things like that. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like she really knows what she's talking about and I'm excited to give it a, give it a try and, and see how it works. And that's how we know. So I really loved her spirit. I really loved her message. I really, uh, loved her groundedness. And so I hope that you enjoyed that podcast and you learned some things. Um, I want to thank you guys as always for giving me your time, your, attention it's uh, something that I hold dear and I want to um, be of the most value and service to you so thank you so much if you enjoyed the podcast and it's beneficial please take a moment to leave a review in iTunes uh, support on Patreon as a mathematician has told me if 1% of you give $1 a month I can get all the sandwiches I need uh, so I would love and appreciate that share it um, if you guys are interested in some coaching uh, mattbelliercom slash coaching I can do one-on-ones I can do groups I can do speaks I can do whatever you need just uh, let me know and we will figure it out conference calls like video private conference calls you could have five of you asking me all the questions you want under the sun so let's get inter- get interactive um, let's let's do this ask me any of your questions on Facebook um, but I at the end of the day I love and appreciate you and I do this for service I am with David Lone Bear Senapass in Maine getting an absolute 
schooling, uh, an in-depth schooling on life, on native wisdom, on that culture, on the universe. It like my brain is what's been going on in these travels has been absolutely extraordinary. And uh, looking and hoping that uh, when this is done, I find a beautiful quiet spot that I can really be productive for the next four to six months. And that's what I'm holding space for because that's the next move because it's been a real wild trip. I can tell you that. Um, what else? Thank you so much to my sponsor, Purium. Check them out, bit.ly forward slash activate health. Use the code activate health for a $50 gift card. Um, so I'd recommend just getting the gut biome for free to clean out your gut biome. There's no loss there. Gift that to a friend, do something kind, um, or look at the products, see what you want and, uh, do a cleanse or get a protein or get one of the things it'll, you know, it's not very expensive. So, um, you know, use that <laughs> and, uh, they're incredible products and they work and all my superfood friends vouched for it. And so, uh, really amazing stuff there. Um, what else? And mattbelair.com slash store. Really cool stuff over there. And sign up for the email list, I think. Yep, that's it. So I don't know. Um, that's about it. So let's get into the meditation. And just uh, what I'd like to share with you guys is that you are the creator of your reality. We all are. And um, and life will be better together. And what I'm learning from David Lombert Senapas to be in the spiritual vibration couldn't be any more simple. It is being in the vibration of kindness, compassion, and happiness. Uh, seems simple. And when applied, uh, will change your life. And so three acts of kindness a day is what he recommends to be in that spiritual vibration, um, being compassionate to others and doing things that make you happy. It is a vibrational game that we are in as we code this reality. Um, so no matter how stressful you think the world is and the bills and the things and the stories and the he said, she said, and I'm not good enough and whatever that is, is baloney. So just focus on those three core fundamentals as your base for 30 days and see what happens. And uh, you know, what I've noticed anyway in my own journey is that it's not when, it's not when your bank account is good and you get the job and blah, blah, blah. It's like doing it first, that's your, that's your priority. And the people that make that the priority, they begin to get into spiritual connection. And it is why I am here where I am right now speaking to you, looking at a forest of uh, white, beautiful trees that are snowed on, in a place with a native elder getting my mind shattered uh, with with ancient knowledge that uh, very few people I believe have the pleasure of, of getting to experience um, and you know that's what happens when you follow your gut and you, and you do those things and that's all I can say and, and doing it not when it's all good and it's all convenient and you're ready doing it as your number one thing and that's when spirit can come in uh, when you make that leap not when you know it's not that's not how it works it's not like oh yeah when everything's good and then you do it and there's no risk it's like no do it first and you'll see uh, that there's this bigger force that it that has your back so i'm ranting because i have so much to share with you guys and i want to share so much more and i'm figuring out logistics and, and things around just life and where i live and you know how do i uh, create more and get help and some people have actually reached out to help me so I'm so grateful for that to take some of the tedious stuff off my place because all I want to do is share and create and share and create valuable stuff and uh, I have so much to share right now and I want to do that as efficiently and effectively as possible while having fun because I've kind of sacrificed my fun over the last I'd say couple of years I've had fun here and there but not not in the way that I used to because um, I wanted to be of service and now I got to rebalance that a little bit so more fun. Um, take care of stupid logistics and synergize 
and create more. So it's all learning. So anyway, let's do the meditation. Um, so start and just realize, say to yourself, I am creator. I am powerful. I am loving. I am kind. I create my own reality. And now take in a deep, slow, long breath in through your nose and connect to the life force energy of this breath, that essence of life that you're bringing in that is connected to all living, breathing life on the planet, filling your lungs with every cell and every muscle, every fiber of your being of this life force connected to all things and see spirit coming down with a powerful white, golden, crystal, platinum light pulsing through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being connecting you to spiritual intelligence and source and energy coming up from the earth connecting to the land and to the waters and to all life on the planet to the rocks to the minerals just supporting you and merging in the center of your heart as you breathe out letting go of all limitation all mental programming now through your own free will say i release all limitation all untruths all half truths and i choose to connect to the truth of my my divine nature, my divine being, my divine knowing as the I am creator, a powerful, infinite being on this planet. Taking in another deep breath in through your nose, connecting more with this life force energy, this powerful energy pulsing through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being. Asking life, God, the universe, nature, source, spirit to empower you with all of the light and information and knowing that you can handle right now, just feeling this connection with source and all life, the truth of what you are and who you are. As we all are creators on this planet, you are worthy, perfect, balanced, whole, harmonious, just as you are connected to all life as powerful creator on this planet, architecting your reality with every thought, every word that you speak owning everything in your reality as powerful creator and dancing through the process of creation. Now, as you sit with this energy, I want you to send that energy out to the entire world as you imagine dancing through life, creating your infinite reality, one that lights you up, that makes you jump out of bed, seeing joy and happiness and love and compassion in your life, knowing that your reality is the only one that you need to take accountability for, allowing all others to create their own reality, just taking all of your energy back into your own life, creating a happy, joyous, prosperous, exciting, vibrant life and just dancing and being grateful through every step and wishing that energy on all beings, wishing them their own self-healing, their own self-love, their own empowerment, just sending them that energy, all of your love and all of your support, all of your kindness, all of your compassion, all of your energy and all of your enthusiasm and all of your support saying, you can do it. I love and appreciate you. You have this, my brother, my sister on the planet, and I'm sending you that energy everything that I am to you. You have this. You are enough. You are beautiful. You can create your reality. You're doing it right now. And if you want to change something, then just change it. You can do it. Um, sending you my love and my support and my appreciation as your brother on the planet with all of my love and all of my gratitude. Thank you. So grateful for you. Be the light on the planet. Be simple. Be kind. That's it. So simple. Sometimes it's hard, but just be simple. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. You've got this. Enjoy your life experience. Be happy. Do things that make you happy. Keep it simple. 
Don't let the story and the illusion and the manipulation and the masses and the conditioning ever convince you that you are not enough, that you are not whole. You are the creator on this planet. Those are simple little vibrational darts that people want to pull you down. Just just pick them off and let them go. So I love and I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Hoping you have the most tremendous, incredible day ever. All of my love and support. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you.